you're a regular listener to the podcast, you'll know that last week I said that I'm stopping doing the podcast for the foreseeable future. But actually, what I've decided to do is reuse the content that I already have, which is something we're told to do all the time, isn't it? I have a, a 241 really great podcast interviews uh, with lovely guests, and I'm going to reshare them with you uh, moving forwards. And so I'm going to listen to them each week in a random order, and then I'll let you know my highlights of the show, because sometimes uh, some of them will be, I guess, talking about things that are out of date. So it'll be good to do a little intro for you. And uh, we'll revisit those shows. So we're starting this week with Louis Lavella, who was on the show on uh, the 9th of October 2017. He was show number 39 originally. And it was lovely to hear little Dodsey Little again. She sounds very cute. This podcast was the first time that I talked about the book that I've talked about a lot, I know, on the podcast, which is The Power of When. And I have to say that uh, there is quite a lot of waffle from me. I've got like the longest questions in the world, <laughs> as you'll hear whilst you listen. Uh, but interestingly as well, uh, and pertinent to today and reusing the content for the podcast, I actually talk in there, or we both talk in there, about the concept of reusing content. In fact, I think Louis brings it up as uh, something that he does, where he creates one piece of content and then uses it in different ways on his social media. So that's uh, a bit appropriate for the fact that this is uh, me kicking off a whole series of uh, podcasts of existing podcasts but with uh, a little spin on them each time from me so i uh, hope you enjoy the podcast uh, as i say louis lavella uh, which uh, was from october 2017 right right back in the early days as ever, to get to the show notes for the show, you just need to go to the app that you're listening to this on, or you can go to the website at powertolivemore.com forward slash 39. And I look forward to speaking to you next week. You know, when you're an entrepreneur, every day is a Friday, and every day is a work day at the same time, right? <laughs> so. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast. All about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more. And by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter and today Joe is interviewing Louis Lavella. Joe and Louis connected because of the podcast. Joe loves being introduced to guests from other countries. Louis Lavella's clients are entertainment personalities, musicians, concerts and festivals and he creates strategies to make them a lot of money. Working within the shark-infested waters of the nightlife and music industry as a marketing and branding consultant, Lavella has been delivering high-profit solutions to both live entertainment events and musicians for years. With over 20 years' experience in the nightlife and music marketing industry... Author, speaker, event producer and marketing strategist, Lavella has produced and marketed over 30 live music concerts as well as worked advanced strategies on record labels slash artist releases. Winner of the Niagara Music Awards Promoter of the Year 2012, 
See www.louislavella.com for great stories and marketing strategies. As a TV host, he's interviewed over a 50 A-list celebrities such as Richard Branson, Moby, the Backstreet Boys, Tommy Lee, Pussycat Dolls, Lady Gaga, Nick Carter, Van Troyer, Casey Reinhardt, Armin Van Buren, and more. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Louis Lavella of Lavella Nightlife and Music Marketing. So welcome, Louis. Great to have you with me. Thank you so much for having me on the show, and thanks to everybody out there taking the time to listen. This is fantastic. Lovely. So tell me a bit about you, what you do, and where you do it. And I don't just mean in which country. <laughs> <laughs> yes, where do I do it? Well, I'm doing this right now from the comfort of my home, <laughs> which is where most of my work happens. So that's a good that's a good start. Yeah. It's great to have a, a business where you can work from home most of the time. So that's lovely. But what I do, I, I, I work in music and nightlife marketing, which means I consult quite a few festivals and nightclub venues, live event venues, and record labels and musicians on their marketing and brand strategies. So it's a pretty fascinating job I get uh, I get them on as clients and get to work with their team and direct their marketing build strategies a lot of social media obviously being in the music industry most of the customers are all very young but uh, not all of them but very much social media driven which is fantastic and pretty exciting to be in and that's pretty much the quick elevator speech of, of what I do it's a pretty fascinating job sounds very exciting <laughs> <laughs> So, it is, and, I'm, and I am just outside of Toronto, Canada, so the actual country I'm in is, is in Canada right now, but the cool thing is uh, uh, being able to do this from home and using the power of the internet, which we all love. I have clients from around the world, you know, uh, UK, United States, Canada, Australia, all over the place, so it's pretty fascinating. Mm. So tell us a bit more about uh, the, the where you do it. So you, you work from home and obviously enjoy it, as do I. I like the idea of not leaving my front door if I can help it. <laughs> Um, Absolutely. So what's the environment? Do you have an office or do you work in a certain part yeah. of the house or how does that work? I do. I, I have uh, one of one of our bedrooms that's not used at all is, is the home office, so it's it's nicely outfitted uh, with cool stuff on the wall. And when I do uh, some videos, it has the my logo in the background, and I'm outfitting it with some more posters of festivals, so it looks very nice. But I do have uh, yeah, we have our own office here in the home, and it makes it uh, very lovely to work here and, and get up and start working your pajamas if you want to. <laughs> but of course, you know a, a lot of the local um, a lot of the local clients, you know, there's some local record labels and local festivals you know we do have on-site meetings of course and uh, and when I do attend the festivals themselves pajamas are off regular clothes are on and uh, <laughs> and I'm absolutely on-site which is a lot of fun but uh, it's great for the most part to be able to do a lot of the work and consulting you know via Skype or or the go-to meetings or the zoom conferences uh, using those type of tools to be able to talk directly with whoever it is a musician or an owner of a festival screen share if I need to and it's all done from the comfort of my house which is great yeah yeah so so tell us a bit more about that then do you have a particular routine for the day how, how does it look yeah I think every day is sort of similar but can differ you know greatly depending on uh, what's on the schedule and I think that's pretty much with everybody in the entrepreneur scape you know typically I'll be up very late I'm a night hawk and um, <clears throat> that means I'm up uh, till about three in the morning I think it's just because the nightlife is still in my blood not because I'm actually at the club but just because I'm used to it and I find I get a lot of creativity uh, over the nighttime everybody else is sleeping in the house and and I get uh, I get a lot of the creative juices flowing at the very late hour so I'm up very late uh, with that said it causes me to wake up later 
not super late, but, you know, the 8.30 in the mornings, the 9 o'clock in the mornings, yeah. uh, giving me still, you know, six hours sleep uh, idea, so it's not like I'm sleeping in technically sleep-wise, but uh, most of the the world usually gets up quite early. I stay up late and get up a little bit later. And so my morning routine is pretty much say hi to the family, have have breakfast, uh, and uh, get onto my, my phone eventually when I start to work and take a look at the, the emails that may have come in overnight, take a quick look at social media, and then it's all up to what the schedule has. Uh, like today, obviously, uh, recording the podcast at the 10 a.m. zone for myself. So that's what I'm up to today. And then after that, it's, a, it's starting to do some consulting calls with uh, musicians. And, and uh, it, it, could, it could change daily, absolutely. But that's usually the morning start is, is uh, the get up, say hi to the wife and kids, maybe watch a cartoon with them, and then get right into business. Mm. It's interesting talking about uh, being a, I can't remember how you described it, a, a night owl, I would have said before, but I've just uh, been reading, I haven't quite finished yet, the, the, the new book, The Power of When, and I can't remember the name mm. of the author. Uh, and he talks about four different types of uh, people and names them after uh, mammals because he said that uh, owls aren't very linked to humans so we should use yeah. other de definitions um so i i am also a, a, a later person as is uh, my daughter ellie who uh does the intro on the on the podcast and um we're known, known as wolves i don't know if you know that but you're oh, actually you. officially a wolf <laughs> There you go. Um, it's nice to be part of the wolf pack. <laughs> yeah, but it's really interesting just to see, you know, that, that it's, I think it's something like 15% of the population, you know, want to stay up later. And I, it's interesting when you say about getting up later, but you were sort of saying, but not too much later. And uh, it, it's funny, isn't it, that some of the society is, well, a lot of society is based around getting up you know, fairly early. Schools, for example, we really struggle with, with Ellie getting to school on time because she just won't go to bed and then she can't get up. Right. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I get up late purposely and we've got that, you know, routine set up, set up in the house, but it's only relatively recently that we've we've been able to do that. And, you know, clearly when I was in the corporate world, that, that was impossible. It's interesting. I think uh, yeah. I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people who work from home. And, and I think in some ways, our need for a different schedule is partly what's driven that change to, to, to work independently. Would you say that that's the case in your experience? Yeah, absolutely. And I think everybody's different. And, and being an entrepreneur, especially in the scenario I'm in, the scenario you're in, we can actually thrive at our best time. Mm. And I, I, I would imagine that that, that sleeping in until 8.30 or 9 o'clock has that frown on it only because of who knows how many years ago people needed to get up early for the farming or, or like you mentioned, get up early for schooling or get up early to get to the corporate job and all that kind of thing mm -hmm. and and if it you know when you get home at night you may have not had work to do other than a little bit of homework a little bit of after work and at night you would watch TV and there was no productivity for your job so if you're not getting up early you're wasting your day away you're not you're not hustling but now that you know the entrepreneurial world is is, is setting in you know much stronger than ever we can choose our best time. So, you know, like, like I joked, you know, I, getting up at 8.39, but it's only six hours sleep. That could be less sleep than most of the people getting up going to their, you know, 6 a.m. corporate job, right? They might go yeah. to bed at 10 o'clock at night and still get a ton of sleep. But, you know, it, it's not a tit for tat or, or who gets up early, who stays up later. I think it's a beautiful time that we can choose our best times. And for me, for you, for Ellie, uh, my little guy Cruz, he loves staying up late too, and and it, it's it's just our time. And yeah. I, I love the fact that we can choose that now, and I don't have to get up at six in the morning unless there's a meeting, of course. I'm not gonna not do that. But you know, for the most part, I can say 
I thrive at that midnight till three in the morning. Sometimes later, I could be up at my computer, and you know, I'm sure there are there are people out there who have done studies on yeah, but it's you know, you need sunlight more than this. But it's not like you're sleeping until two in the afternoon, right? No. And missing out on on that. But for the most part, as entrepreneurs, it's it's great to be able to choose a time that you thrive. If I had to go to bed at ten o'clock and wake up at five just so I you know, early bird gets the worm concept and I feel like I'm hustling because I'm up before everyone else, I think that I would not have the creativity and I would not thrive as much as doing yeah. the, you know, the, the other schedule. That's just, the, that's just the way I am. Yeah, definitely. So tell me more about the, the evening. Do you, do you have particular times to, to work and, and then at the end of it, how do you switch off? Is it because you are ready to go to sleep and that's why that time is, is, is the sort of end of your day or do you still have to have that sort of wind down time? I'm, I, you know, I, I don't think I do a wind down. I, I might be inadvertently. I, I think that most people say, you know, make sure the phone's down, the TV's off, and start winding down. It's not good for you. But I, I seem to like having, you know, a webinar playing on YouTube or cartoons on that completely shuts my brain off. You know, something <laughs> like that on Netflix as I'm just winding down a little bit. But again, the, you know, the TV would be on a timer, but it's on. So again, I'm not sure what uh, what other people who have done studies on say. I, I've, I've read articles on, you know, make sure the phone's away, make sure the TV's off and wind yourself down. But I seem to be doing okay with, with my routine. But it seems like, you know, everybody's in bed. They're finally sleeping, you know, way before 10 o'clock idea. Um, you know, my wife goes to bed probably in the 11-ish range. And then, you know, uh, we've, we've been doing things together that's not business related, hanging out as a family, uh, whatever that is. And then, you know, everybody's asleep and I get those juices to grab the MacBook Pro and get them out. So I'm either in the office or sometimes I'll just sit sit in the bed at night, you know, and have the TV on and, like I said, watch, uh, have a movie on in the background or, or maybe music. You know, music's usually great to have on the background, uh, not obviously not loud, but something just to, to, to be on and it's not super dark. And, and all of a sudden I get those creative juices to create create new courses or products for musicians or or study things on Facebook advertising and Instagram advertising yeah. create my own ads my own creative you know do do all that kind of work it usually comes out at night and then I, I just eventually get tired you know yeah. it's it, right, you know, around 2 30 3 o'clock you know I, I'm feeling tired now and I don't want to keep pushing it and it's time to put it all away and just lie down and relax and I end up falling asleep so it's a pretty neat routine yeah yeah it's interesting I, I thought having finally realized uh, my sort of um body clock that when I used to do corporate work and stay late and and do quite a bit of sort of overtime um, I used to think it was you know being committed or workaholic or whatever else I actually now think it was just that about four or five o'clock I was getting my sort of uh, creative time as you've just said and when everyone else was going home you know I was getting down to doing the actual work that I really needed to get done um, and that, that's why I ended up working till eight or nine o'clock because it just fitted you know the schedule and uh, you know I guess some companies are getting to the stage of, of allowing those sorts of things to, to happen but it, it's we're still quite a long way from that aren't we for those people who, who haven't got their own business to, to, to sort of manage their own time yeah and, and I think a lot of the corporate world is still stuck in the the, the factory setting right uh, yeah. which is in a, even if it's not a factory everything is a factory built from that's just how they created it when they created factories even schooling is a factory you know so to speak yeah. you sit in the desk you, you do your thing you have your breaks at certain times it's just it's training for this this corporate world which is fine there's nothing wrong with that it's just now that we've noticed and we, we've we've been you know the entrepreneurs are saying you know people have different times you know like the book you mentioned there's information coming out that people may be creative at different times or need different breaks or need more time off but are very results driven yeah and a most 
I would imagine most companies are just stuck with this is the routine, this is how it's done. You come here, it's eight till five, you have your lunch and you know, go home and that yada yada yada. And it may not be as productive. And like you mentioned, when some corporations like you know Sir Richard Branson are doing a lot of great testing with, with Virgin on uh, unlimited vacation time and, and come come as you please but just get the work done, I think he's realizing and other corporations are as well that if you thrive in the evening, maybe that's when you want to work and you want to have time off during the day. Now, of course, with that said, maybe there's daily meetings at 10 a.m. and you're not there, but perhaps you can call in. Perhaps you can Skype in, or, or if it's once a week, you can be there that day. But I think there's something to be said about the the fluidness of people's creativity. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've seen several articles and studies on maybe you should get to work at 10.30 instead of 8 o'clock because you're not even awake yet by then. You're, that two hours is zero creativity. Do you know what I mean? And I've seen a lot of those studies, and even with schools. You know, I've yeah. seen articles, uh, read articles on why starting so early. They're, they're not even awake yet. And maybe that's not everybody. I know for myself, you know, you can feel the creativity for me, and you probably are the same way, and there's a lot of listeners that probably feel the same way too. At night, I'm thinking, wow, I need to record this new webinar, and this this is great, and but I can't because everybody's sleeping, so I'll do it in the morning, and I wake up in the morning, and I, I'm just not as excited yet. Mm. And I have the notes, and I know what I'm doing, but I'm like, last night I was super, like, juiced up to, to do this, and let's, yeah, this is going to be a great, you know, recording and whatnot, but I held off on it just for noise purposes, let's say. And then the next morning, it takes me a while to get in that routine, so I do my other things, and then eventually I'm like, okay, I feel creative again. Let's do yeah. this. It's just it's just the way our bodies are, and everybody's very different. Yeah, and it's interesting that thing about um, you know, get your top three things done first in the morning, or or get your one thing that you've got to get done done for the day immediately. Doesn't work if that's not mm -hmm. how your body clock works, does it? It's uh, it's the wrong time to be doing it. It's hard to generalize those things, and, and you know, and that's totally true. And I even, you know, have have read a ton of articles on because I'm in marketing. The best times to post on Facebook are X, Y, Z. You know, these yeah. are the times because of this. And I'm thinking that is not the case for everyone. No, uh, probably for only one tenth of the people. It is just not the case. You, you really can't put in an article like that anymore. When I when I I have admin access to a a lot of Facebook pages and Instagram accounts, so I look at analytics and. They're all very different. They're mm. all very different. It really depends on your own audience. And so same with us. It depends on us. When is our creative time? You know, when is our time to shine? First thing in the morning, if I had to get my most important thing done, it's probably not a good time. <laughs> right? You know, probably. I mean, of course you can if 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 you need to do it at that time. Like I said, you have a meeting or or a big phone call or an interview at seven AM or whatever it is. Yeah, you do it and you hustle and you do very well at it. But if that was my daily routine for me, it would not. Uh, it would not work mm. well. I just I think mm. it wouldn't uh, move me forward as fast. And so it's the same with user behaviors all over the world. Same with the times you post on Facebook. That 9 a.m. before people start their workday may not be the time. You know, right. if if you have people who are night hawks and that's your or or wolves, and that is that is your audience, then. 9 a.m. is not cool. It's going to be something <laughs> more in the evening. But you need to know your audience, and that's a marketing thing as well. So I'm not surprised that those kind of uh, pieces of information are out there now. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I do an another podcast uh, and I had to interview somebody in Australia. So I had to get up and do it first thing in the morning. And I think we started at something like 6.30. And actually, mm -hmm. if you listen back and compare that to all the other interviews that I've done, you can absolutely tell that it wasn't my best time because <laughs> I sound like I'm <laughs> half asleep. <laughs> so, there you go. So, it's, it's true. Everybody has their time to shine. Yeah, yeah. So thinking about 
the personalization piece, how do you get your work done? How what do you use to to help you to manage what you need to get to, to get done? I, you know, we get different answers from uh, from everybody again because it's a, mm-hmm. a personal thing. Well, how do you manage your time? I am I you know, I probably have the ADHD, <laughs> so <laughs> I, my focus is all over the map. And I bet you everybody who's an entrepreneur or a creative has got the same thing. So it's probably not official, but uh, so to me to keep organized, I, I use my my iPhone quite a bit, which is putting dates in my calendar, using the Notes app a lot. So, you know, I'll have ideas just come out of nowhere. I'll, I'll be watching cartoons or or a <laughs> webinar and I'm like, oh wait, this has to go into a new course or, or I need to add this to a book I'm writing. This chapter is going to be great. So I'll pull up my phone and grab the notes and every different notes uh, file is, is a different thing. So my new book or this course I'm doing or this festival I'm working on or that client and I'll pull up that note and I'll make those notes in there. And that kind of keeps me organized because I used to have a notebook which actually I still have. It's right beside me right now actually. And you know every page is cool because it's got all kinds of information but then I forget to look back at it. So my smartphone's with me all the time and, and I keep it fairly organized where it's not like a whole book full of stuff yeah. and then it gets disorganized. Yeah. And that's kind of how I've been able to to keep myself um, organized and of course like I said the calendar uh, app is has been great especially doing podcasts you know it's great to book and then put that in the calendar otherwise I'll forget what I'm doing and so many of the times I, I asked Monica my wife what are we doing tomorrow because <laughs> I have somebody wants to have a meeting what's going on tomorrow you know because it's not business oriented but what's going on family wise because I, I, I just can't I don't know what's happening sometimes the next day I'm just very excited with what I'm doing right now right yeah yeah so um, it's interesting, isn't it, that having, I mean, I use my phone a lot too, and having that opportunity to actually find stuff by searching compared to those notebooks where you knew you'd written it down in a book that looked a bit like this, but you've got no idea which page it's on. <laughs> it's made a big difference technology, hasn't it? Absolutely. I probably have million dollar ideas in the notebook that I just wrote <laughs> two years ago. And then if I start going from page one, I'll be like, oh, man, that was a great idea. I should execute this one, you know, because I had the idea at a time and then it's just not organized well. And that's me. Everybody's different. Some people yeah. have a nice planner, you know, that's paper because they love feeling it. It's in their hands. And other people love the smartphone. Other people need an assistant and they hire somebody to tell them what to do. It's just a matter of, again, finding what works for you and then and using it. Uh, I yeah. guess uh, that, that's the key now uh, nowadays. Yeah, definitely. So talking about um, tools and technology then, what, what are your top three tools or apps that, that you use that you'd recommend other people have a look at? Yeah, if it's um, – so let me just talk directly to marketing because that's what I do then because I could probably come up with apps uh, all day long that uh-huh. work in several different genres. But So if you're marketing your business, you're, 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 a, you're a home business, an entrepreneur or, or whatnot, obviously for me and for a lot of people out there, we're, we could be one-man shows or very small teams – even the large teams, but starting with with the smaller guys, you're doing a lot of work yourself. So you need to be on, for example, social media, promoting your own business, promoting yourself as a consultant or whatever whatever business you are. Social media is going to be one of the big tools, especially depending on which platform, depending on the age demographic of your audience. Uh, you got to do your own designs. So I love using a lot of these um, these apps, and a lot of them are free or, or two dollars that help you design your social media posts. So. Something like Adobe Spark Post is a fantastic one where you 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 know you load up one of the pictures you you've either taken with your phone or you have downloaded onto your phone and you can put some great text on it. The text could be moving, beautiful designed posts for social media. Another one's called Typorama. Typorama. That's another fantastic one where, again, you you upload a picture from your phone that you have 
either download it off your website or email to yourself and then put some fantastic text, even your logo on that image. We want to put content out pretty much every day. So it becomes a, a fight on where do we get this content? What do I say? You know, does it always have to be a blog or some long post? What if it's just an image? What do I put out there? I got to hire a designer now. This is crazy. Or I got to get my laptop and download, you know, Photoshop and learn that. But we don't have to do that anymore when you have apps like this. So those two are fantastic for design apps, and I would recommend getting those uh, if you're looking at constant social media push. And then, of course, speaking of that, you want to have all the relevant apps on your phone, which most of us do anyways. You know, the, the Facebook app, of course, you know, Twitter and Instagram. If you're doing marketing on social media, which is what I do, and I think most of us kind of do quite a bit, those are the things you need on your smartphone so that you can keep in contact constantly. That's a big piece of the pie. A lot of people just push out and then they forget to engage. People will have comments, whether they're good or bad, they will forget that. Or you'll schedule it out and you think, great, my day's done, marketing's over. That's not true anymore. That's back in the day when we did that with newspaper or television or radio. You just set it and almost forget it, right? You'll answer calls that come in perhaps if there's a sales call, but nowadays before the sale happens, there's a ton of engagement. So we need these apps on our phone so we can keep on top of it all the time. Mm -hmm. So let's explore that a bit more. How how do you keep on top of this stuff? How do you make sure you're not spending all day on social media when clearly you've got other stuff that you need to get done? But how do you make sure that even though you're not there all day, you are having that mm -hmm. engagement opportunity? I will definitely, you know, like I mentioned, as a morning routine, when I wake up and check emails, I will check social media that may have happened overnight. Because I have clients and, and fans from around the world, you know, people in the UK, people in Austria, people in Los Angeles or New York, they're very different time zones and they could be engaging with my posts at any time of the day. So that's something I'll do in the morning. Then I'll move on to do some other things. But I have notifications obviously set to on for my phone. Now, because I have so many. Um, pages that I work with that can go off quite a bit but at least it gives me a little dis well it's distracting but a little kind of kind of view of what's happening in social media sometimes things will start to blow up without me noticing there'll be five or six people getting into a conversation on my post well I should be in there so if I notice my Louis Lavella page all of a sudden start to blow up <laughs> right yeah. and there's a lot of notifications coming I'm gonna go check on it yeah but with that said I will also check on it you know every hour, just kind of scan through my pages, make sure there's nothing crazy going on or any of the few, um, you know, perhaps comments or messages that come in, I will respond to. It's just something that is now a part of my daily routine, hourly routine, yeah. really, because I'm, I'm just so involved in my marketing and, and it's all social media, which is great. I mean, it's work, and it's a little bit of hustle, but it's also gives me a little bit of control and a little bit of... Um, finger to the pulse on what's going on as opposed to again back in the day where we just kind of let it go and hope that when they're talking amongst themselves they're talking positively and thinking about buying right mm -hmm. where nowadays I can be a part of the conversation I don't want to miss that so it is a little bit of work social media now it's it's a lot less expensive which is fantastic it's either free if you get good organic but I mean I think most people know they have to advertise nowadays which is okay Every business needs to advertise, but it's so much more, uh, you know, it's, it's very inexpensive, but it, it causes you to trade that off for your time. Yeah. It just has to be done. Or, again, when you get big enough, you hire an assistant and somebody else can monitor that. It's just mm -hmm. something that, that somebody needs to do. Yeah. And you talked about sharing images uh, using those those apps, um, which I don't think we've had recommended before. So that's that's great to add into the list. Um, how else are you putting content out? How else do you make sure that you've got content to publish uh, in least time, I guess, is uh, probably what we're looking for. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I think every business is going to be different on the type of content they want to put out. But for me, myself as an example, so as a marketing consultant, I want to put out content that is obviously relevant to my audience, so we already know that, but that is going to differ slightly, um, and I'm going to reuse content as well. So as an example, if I, if I record my own podcast, so I'll do like a five-minute thought. Well, this is what I'm talking about today, right? Now, that'll be a podcast. I could post that as content, <clears throat> but then I'm going to transcribe that. I will change the wording a little bit, maybe add a few things and some links, and eventually it becomes an article. The article can push people to the podcast and vice versa. All of a sudden, I might find I have a sound bite that sounds nice. Oh, that, that's a cool quote I said. Ah, aren't I great, right? So let's, let's use one of those apps now and create one of those nice images with a filter in the background with my quote. And that quote can now go on Instagram, for example, and push towards the article or the podcast. So I'm reusing the one piece that I recorded <clears throat> And I'm using that a few times to get more content out. And it's talking to different people in different ways, but getting that one message across. So it's not like I have to come up with some crazy amounts of content all the time. I do come up with a lot of content, but I can reuse things and not by way of just posting the same podcast to five different platforms. I'm talking about actually rebuilding and repurposing the one piece of content several different ways, right? And maybe I'll do a Facebook Live on the podcast I did last week. You know, last week I talked about XYZ, you know, this is what I mean by that, and here's another example, oh, you have two questions, and that's another piece of content with the one idea. So it's some really cool ways to utilize you know, one thought, one idea, and repurpose that several times and get similar messaging across different ways, which speaks differently to other people. Instagram's different than Facebook, you know, it's different than a podcast, that kind of idea. Yeah, yeah, that's really helpful, thank you. So um, it all sounds very busy. What do you do when you're not working? How do you relax? How do you make sure that uh, it doesn't uh, tip you over the edge? <laughs> yeah, I love, uh, you know, like I said, love hanging out with the family. You know, we will play, you know, with, with the little ones, we'll, 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 we'll watch some cartoons together or, or play some video games. You know, I have a hot tub in the back, which is nice for relaxation. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of just watching documentaries and, and and you know just just doing that really hanging out with friends and family you know at, at our house at their house and just having dinners things like that I think that's a great way to unwind and that's that's my thing I love being with with the, those people and mm -hmm. and um, you know and and I'm I'm a big fan of learning so even though this is still business to me you know when you're an entrepreneur every day is a Friday and every day is a work day at the same time right <laughs> so. Um, you know, I like audiobooks and, and reading and learning new things, like I mentioned earlier, watching webinars as well. And to me, that's fun. It's not work. I don't have to have my notebook out taking notes as if I'm in school. It's just learning cool new things, what other people say, listening to podcasts like this, what other people say. Maybe I can, you know, get entertained, obviously, but get one golden nugget out of it, which is, which is cool. And that's another way I like to wind down. And that's almost a wind down, but bridge between wind down and not doing anything, but also learning at the same time, which is kind of cool. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I, something I do quite a lot of as well. In fact, uh, after tea last night, uh, Simon and Ellie and I were watching TED videos, which uh, <laughs> some people might think is a bit sad. Yeah, but... I love those. <laughs> they were good. Yeah, we do that all the time. I mean, those are those are great, and it's cool. To, it's cool to have the, the the little ones kind of learn those things as well on their own because they get a little bit of the extra education. But you know, these are thought leaders, like you're mentioning, Ted. Thought leader, Ted. Uh, thought leaders around the world, and uh, there's always something cool and entertaining to listen to but also learning at the same time yeah yeah we, the one, one of the ones we were listening to was the i think it's the top watched video of 2016 and it's um a guy who replied to a spam email and then yeah, he, he's a comedian <laughs> it's funny, <laughs> it 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so that was quite entertaining. So, um, okay, so let's sort of keep on that theme of um, sort of learning and reading and books and so on. What, what would you recommend for inspiration or for just learning or learning and inspiration, I guess? <laughs> uh, books, yeah. films or music? Well, music, we could be here for hours, I guess, but uh, <laughs> go on, throw, throw a few out. <laughs> Yeah, let's do. Let's do. I mean, like I said, I, I love books. I'm I'm a big um, audio book guy because then I can listen to things while I'm if I'm driving to a meeting or at night. Uh, so I'm definitely a big audio book guy as opposed to just reading. I can get through books faster as well, which is kind of fun. You know what? There's so many. I mean, I'm looking at my iPhone right now in my my audio books area. Uh, you know what's a great one? Growth Hacker Marketing was awesome by Ryan Holiday. Oh, and it's not that long. It's called Growth Hacker Marketing by Ryan Holiday. He has a. It's very quick, but it talks. It tells a lot of stories on how how new companies like you know when when uh, Gmail or Hotmail or Dropbox came out and how they used you know different tools to have people share and and have people help their friends sign up for these accounts, for example, as opposed to the traditional ways of marketing. He talks about how marketing changed quite a bit in the last few years, and there's you know, a very big difference between the traditional vice president of marketing and marketing department that creates one creative and goes to radio or print, and it's that for six months, and then they decide on the stats at the end. Now it's very fluid and very open, and, and that's especially for us as entrepreneurs or small business owners, that, that was a cool book. And again, it's very, very small. I think as the audiobook, it's only like an hour and a half. <laughs> so that's a good one. Growth Hacker Marketing, I loved. And, you know, I mean, there's so many. I mean, I, I like the four-hour four work week was great. Yeah. Not that I only worked four hours, but <laughs> it was a very cool concept on, you know, outsourcing things that you may not need to be doing and, yeah. and inexpensively. Uh, testing your market to see if there is a market for something. That was a cool thing. You know, that kind of, or, or you know, you, you have a new perceived wealth that you don't need to be the millionaire to live a great lifestyle and go on vacations. You, you just need to understand what those expenses might be, how do you fill that gap and, and be able to live properly and not just work yourself to death to retire at 65 and then try and enjoy it if you can still walk. Yeah. Try and enjoy your life all the way through and figure out uh, you know how, how you can live within that means but also do really well, take lots of vacations and you know, you seem like you are the millionaire but you don't have to actually be one. That was a very cool concept in there too. Mm, yeah, I, I think the, the whole journey piece, where, wherever that comes up yeah. is, is so important, isn't it? Enjoying the journey, not just focusing on the end result because you know, you're, you're putting it off and also when you get there it might not be what you expected anyway so if you haven't enjoyed the route, it's, uh, it's a waste, you know, a big waste it, yeah. of time, isn't it? And I and I think that's where a lot of the um, uh, you know you know our age and whatnot can look at millennials and you always see articles and people who are oh those entitled millennials they don't want to do the work they don't want to do this and that they've seen you know the baby boomers which is uh, you know like my parents and whatnot yeah go through that well they they worked to the bone right and had their one great vacation a year and and then they had this great retirement but now they're older. And they're complaining about health, or you know, only be able to do this and that. And I, I can see the millennials look at that and say, well, "I'm not doing that. Why would you work 50 years, blah blah blah, just so you can enjoy it? Maybe at the end, yeah. or the stock market crashes a few times, and now you're still complaining about not having enough money. You have enough, but you're not loaded like you said you were going to be because they took your money away. So I can see them saying that, "Hey, if I don't like this job, I'm out." And yeah. so everybody else looks at them as, "Oh, you're entitled," and "Oh, look at you." But they're going through a different era, and I, I even feel that same way. Yeah. Of I'm going to enjoy this journey because I'm not, you know, if I don't like what I'm doing now, we're going to pivot, tweak, or I'm out because 
this is not going to be, you know, everybody's now living for the now as well, which is I think a cool concept, but when you're, when you're separating all the age demographics, you can easily see how a different age demographic can look down and say, well, that's very entitled of you. Yeah. You need to work for your family, whether you like it or not. You know, you go to school, get a job, and then work until you're 60, 65, then you retire and enjoy your life, because that's what they were told and that's what they did. And yeah. that's great for them. But I can see other age demographics saying, I don't like that. That sucks. You know what I mean? And yeah, they can, absolutely. They can say, I'm not going to do it. And yeah. then there's that friction between the two. So those were a few books. Uh, any films or music that you'd recommend? Um, you know what? Film and music, since I'm in that industry, it's so hard to recommend because, you know, everybody's very different and I could see that now. You know, I could see so many tiny slivers of audiences, just even in music. You talk about rock music, it has like 900 different styles of rock music, right? Or, yeah. or electronic music. So, you know, it's it's one of those, what do you like, right? It's it's kind of kind of that sort of bad answer, right? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, for films, again, I'm a big documentary guy, so depending on, on how, how you lean towards... Uh, uh, what style of, of documentary you might like. It, you know, you can go all over the map between the food we eat to the, you know, the style of living to, to you know, uh, uh, American politics. There's, there's all kinds out there. So I guess it's tough for me to actually recommend music or or, mm -hmm. or films. So I'm, I don't know if I'm going to. I'm going to make everybody comment and tell me what you guys like. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you off that one. There's my cop-out answer there. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we talked a bit about uh, what you do in your spare time to relax. What about keeping healthy? You, um, do you, you just talked about, uh, uh, oh, I can't think what the technical term is, where, where your food comes from. There's a technical term, mm -hmm. but... <laughs> I'll just use those yeah. uh, simple words. <laughs> it's early for me, so now I can't come up with it either. But it's true, you know, eating healthy is fine. I mean, there's all these uh, documentaries and articles on the types of food or the pesticides they put on it or whether they're genetically modified and whether that's bad or good, at least uh, just to be aware of the possible, um, you know, uh, dangers and risks that could be involved. I mean, it goes both ways on whether that's true or not. Uh, I seem to eat, uh, you know, my, my wife and kids are vegetarian, so I seem to be uh, grateful that, that, that I fall into eating a lot more healthy than usual. But, I mean, I think that the main key, even beyond organics or not, is, you know, are people having the soda all the time? Are they having the McDonald's all the time? You know, that's obviously a treat but not healthy. Those are things I, I, I haven't had, you know, soda or a McDonald's or fast food in years. It's just, yeah. uh, it just doesn't sit well anyways, and it's, in, I, um, obviously, it, it makes me uh, a lot healthier by not doing it. And it's just a lifestyle choice that people just need to just get into. I know, I'm sure a Big Mac would taste awesome, but you know, there's a lot of other things that, that I'm a big pizza fan, so I'll have my pizza every once in a while. <laughs> uh, you know, that kind of idea. But um, you know, as for actual exercise, you know, I, I don't uh, spend enough time exercising. I should do more. But you know, my my kids are little, so we're out rollerblading and skating and doing some hockey, and I take them swimming all the time. So I'm I'm active that way, yeah. uh, as opposed to going to the the treadmill or lifting weights uh, I, I just again I mean, if I have like that focus and ADD problem it's I can't sit still and on a treadmill <laughs> right? <laughs> even though I'm not sitting still it's just like boring to me even if I have yeah. an audio book or listening to something it's very boring to me so I need to be doing something I could play hockey for three hours but yeah. running on a treadmill for 10 minutes is just like torture to me yeah. <laughs> so I'd rather <laughs> have a, a hockey league that I can play <laughs> <laughs> I agree and as you say it's um that whole thing about just moving and having young children can can really help with that for sure so uh yeah don't you don't need yeah, to no, and, and, 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. And anybody else that, that you know, obviously you don't have children or, or maybe they're older or whatever it is, you know, I, I would say, you know, keeping active is important, especially us as entrepreneurs. We, we sit at our computer a lot, you know, even if I'm at my smartphone half the day instead of the computer, I'm still not doing a whole lot. Mm. You know, I might be sitting there or just walking around a little bit. It's just important to get into something. So if it's joining a, something recreational, that's, that's great too, just to keep a little active and get the blood flowing. Yeah, of course. I'm at my stand-up desk as we speak. That's cool. You said, basking in the in the uh, <laughs> in the glow of being healthy. <laughs> That's great. I, I've seen those and they look awesome. I might have to invest in one. Yeah, this one's a particularly good one. It's um, uh, um Ergotron is the the make, and um, it's it's sat on the desk, and but it's sort of mechanical, so I can either sit at the desk or I can just using little clips raise it and stand up, and then when I've had enough of my knees start hurting, I can sit down again. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, but I do tend to stand up for for podcasts and and the like because I think it just sort of helps with the energy. But uh, yeah, I like that. when yeah. I do when I do phone call podcasts or I'm on a phone meeting, so yeah. then it's I'm not attached to my my nice microphone that's plugged into the Mac, and I have to kind yeah. of it's got this little robot arm with the you know that little <laughs> that whatever that circle piece is. <laughs> if I'm on the phone though and I have my earpiece, I love walking around the office. Like I'm just doing circles. Yeah. and I, you're right. It, it adds that energy, and even right now I'm moving my hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just adds to that, which is I really cool. But uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. So we're moving towards the end of the interview now. What what about um if things don't go right? How how does that work? What what do you do? How do you cope when things are, are going wrong? Yeah, no, that happens all the time. I think as entrepreneurs, <laughs> you know, the answer is eh, things are always going right. What are you talking about? And and it's always going wrong at the same time. Uh, it's just yeah. it's kind of funny. But you know, as an entrepreneur, in my opinion, you, you know, you can create solutions out of thin air. You create money out of thin air. Eventually, when you do it long enough, even the the failures are not, you know, catastrophic. Even if they are, they're still not because you always know, well, I can create something out of nothing and we'll just move on somehow. I just have to learn from this and, and figure out what happened. So I'm the type of guy that, you know, and I've done this throughout my whole career in life. If the doors aren't open, I will build a door beside it and break that open instead. So, you know, when something's not going right, I'm hitting a roadblock or, you know, a client's terrible. You know, I would just, I know I can create new business out of out of nothing. I can create new ads. I, I'm very creative that way and I think most of us as entrepreneurs or home business owners know that and if you don't then you guys are. You guys are. You can create stuff. You are the ones who create the jobs. You're the ones who create money out of thin air. You really do. Uh, we're all like that. So once you get that in as a mindset, you know, things that happen all the time, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Even if it puts you back and you know, you got to just imagine, so so what if you all of a sudden didn't have a client for a few months and you got to get into credit card debt which is obviously nobody wants to get into but you know at the end of that you're going to be able to climb out and, and get out of that. It's just that all these businesses, you know, bigger ones carry levels of debt if they need to because there's a downtime and you know if, if you are an entrepreneur you will figure that out and, and move on. It's not it's not detrimental to you. You know, obviously you don't want to go too far in the hole and then, then you need to go get a job which is fine too but then again that's an answer. You might go get a job for a little bit, climb out of the debt and then create your you know moonlight at the same time, right? <laughs> But again, there's another solution there, right? That 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 you can come up with. So nothing, you know, unless you're dead, nothing could really knock you down. I mean, I, I've you know, knock on wood, even accidents and things like that. You know, people can still thrive and and strive to be to be great if you have your mindset. So that's yeah. something that everybody needs to always remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So last question then. On a day when you end the day knowing that you've had the chance to live more, and that's where I talk about getting to do the stuff that you really want to do, not the stuff that you feel you should do or you have to do, what have you done? What does that day look like? 
Hmm. I think, you know, myself and even my, my wife and kids, we love traveling. So I love to book clients and, and meetings around North America, as an example. Um, and even this year, we're going to go to Europe, we're going to go to Italy this year. Um, and so, uh, to me, if I if if I know that travel is is in my day, and of course it's not every day, I think to me that's a that's a that's such a great bonus. Yeah. And even if I can couple that with doing business, that's even better because you know not only a portion of it could be uh, a write off for business, but <laughs> I'm still I'm still not on quote unquote vacation. And to me, that's okay. You know, I love so we're you know in the next week or so it's kind of cold here in Toronto, and we're like. You know, we're gonna go to Las Vegas for all of March because I have a lot of business conferences, and that's gonna be a little bit warmer, which is great. But it's sort of cold now in January. Why don't we just go to Florida next week? Oh, okay. <laughs> right. You know, we homeschool the we homeschool our kids. My wife was a teacher, so we're homeschooling them now because we do travel a lot, so it makes sense. Yeah. And and they're very small, so that's okay. They're they're grade one, uh, so you know they're they're very small still. But we can just do that. Not everybody has that freedom, but for me to make that decision or to be able to to now wake up next weekend and be like, I can do my podcast from the beach now, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's great. That to me is really uh, fulfilling. And, and it's and even then, it's even part of work sometimes because I can still do work and, and not miss out. But be able to do that is really cool. Not yeah. say, well, I better schedule my week off because then I won't be away from the desk and now everything's going to collapse. And yeah. just to create that life design, that's what we wanted to have. It took a little while to get to this point where Sure, let's go to Florida. It doesn't cost us a whole lot. We just drive down, no big deal. And we can bring our laptops and still do work there, which mm -hmm. is kind of cool. You know what I mean? We could still not be disconnected, but still have a great vacation and multiple vacations. So I don't feel as bad where maybe the morning I have a podcast and a couple emails and then the rest of the day I can go play at the beach. Well, you worked on vacation. Yeah, but I get an extra vacation, so it's all good, right? So <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of a great trade off. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's it's interesting. People talk a lot about work life balance, and I hate that phrase. I I always um say that it's not supposed to be balanced. Um, mm. I like to use uh work life integration because of that absolutely that flexibility. So, like you, you know, whenever I'm away with the family on holiday, I'm I'm always working, not all the time, and not to the mm. detriment of enjoying time with the family, but so that I feel connected, so that, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know, on holiday, I tend to do more of the stuff like organizing myself and things that don't direct, that, you know, that means I don't necessarily connect with customers, but but I am doing stuff that's really beneficial for the business, but I'm doing it on my own terms, in my own time, to fit in with everything that's going on. I think that's one of the real, opportunities for people who who work for themselves um and and can build that flexibility in but not everyone does it you know a lot of people who work for themselves still have a sort of nine to five as you say you know I'm working or I've got to book in vacation type attitude and I just think that's yeah. such a missed opportunity it is I think people need to and it could just be because you're at the beginning stages and you need to hustle and you can't take vacation time whether it's there's not enough money to do that or mm. you know you again you're at the beginning you need to hustle uh, 24 7 and that's cool too but you know you don't have to do that for 20 years you could do that hustle and start to create that that different balance and it, it sounds like the people who let's say on social media point the finger Louie why are you responding you're supposed to be on vacation those are the, the ones that don't get that 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 like I love that work-life integration maybe they do have the nine-to-five corporate job so they think when I'm on vacation my phone is off yeah well, that's cool because you get one week vacation <laughs> I get you know, I don't even know how many trips I'm taking this year you know with the family yeah. a million of them you know what I mean I'm constantly doing stuff 
And it's great. We get to like bring the kids to Chicago and New York and Philadelphia, and they get to learn. So you go to Philadelphia, and they learn about Benjamin Franklin. That's awesome learning. But mm -hmm. I can have a meeting in the evening with a potential client or with a client, and that's my work, and I answer a couple of social media things during the day. But for the most day, we're walking around Philadelphia looking at the Liberty Bell. Yeah. Right? So when I make that one post and somebody may say, you're supposed to be on vacation, and I take vacations all the time. <laughs> so I don't think they understand it because they're not living that world at all, at yeah. all. They think, man, when I'm off, I want to be off. And they yeah. deserve to be off because they work like crazy in the 9 to 5 job, right? Yeah. We're yeah. different breed, completely different breed. Like I said, it's always a Friday and it's always a work day at yeah. the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Lovely. So tell us more about how people can find out about you, how they can connect with you, presumably on a whole host of social media platforms. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm all over social media. And, of course, my website. Yeah, and all my accounts, including the website, is my first and last name, Louis Lavella. And it's it's spelled, and I'm, I'm sure you'll have the link too, but L-O-U-I-E-L-A-V-E-L-L-A. So yeah. louislavella.com is obviously the website, and I, I put my podcasts and, and links to, to podcasts like this, these great podcasts as well, and you can read a lot of my blog articles and whatnot and get some cool ideas. And you know, a lot of it is that music marketing and nightlife marketing, but really, you know, anybody can use this type of marketing and social media kind of t uh, concepts. I use it on several different uh, genres, so it, it's, it's great to, to go after. And then, of course, you know, all over social media, the, the username is Louis Lavella, and that's you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. And I, you know, feel free to reach out anybody out there. You know, ask some questions or give me some comments. That's it's great to connect with people. I love it, Excellent. even while I'm on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go for it. And there can't be many Louis Lavellas in the world. It must be a fairly yeah. unique name, is it? <laughs> I think that's probably I'm the only one. I think so. <laughs> You might find my personal profile in my Facebook page on on Facebook. That would be the, probably the only time you find two. Yeah. And feel yeah. free to add either. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Well, thank you, Louis. It's been great talking to you today. Really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me on. All this information is available in the show notes on the website powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 39. The website is a place to go if you want to find out how I can help you to improve your productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience, your power to live more, which is to do more of what you want to do. If you have a specific need to improve your productivity, organisational well-being, you can talk to me about how I can help you. If you use powertolivemore.com forward slash power chat, you can book in for a free call with me. Again, the link for this show is powertolivemore.com forward slash 39. And we look forward to speaking to you next time. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds.